This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Deacon Mark Roberti talks about defending life with holy boldness. How did this deacon come to be a pro-life advocate? What has he experienced protesting at abortion clinics? How should we defend the pro-life cause? Well, let's find out. Deacon Mark Roberti is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. We are talking with Deacon Mark Roberti. By way of introduction, Deacon attends Sacred Heart Cathedral in Salina and is the chaplain to Salinans for Life. He is married to Cheryl, and they have one son and one granddaughter. Deacon Mark owns Barefoot Bob's Carpet Cleaning Service in Salina and also works several nights a week at a group home for developmentally disabled men. Love that. I I used to work as a, what do you call it, a live-in teaching counselor Mm -hmm. in a group home. So love that. Love it. Love it. All right. So Deacon, let's let's go ahead and and talk about, gosh, it, it is like major topic right now so it's happening on so many fronts you know the attacks against life and the attacks on our our uh, pregnancy centers and and so so just talk to us a little bit about you know first of all how you came to be um, pro-life and a defender of life and then share with us some of the things that that uh, you'd like to talk to us about the life the pro-life movement okay first of all i believe in witness you know i think we can argue whatever we want but witness is the important thing to, yeah. to show our lives and yeah. to show our convictions by the way we live and so my story kind of begins and i've always been pro-life i've always been catholic and you know you're catholic and you're pro-life as yeah. you know that's the that's the, that was the normal not, way. Yeah, that was, not, that but was not now. Yeah. That's not yeah. so much the case anymore. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyway, in 1984, I went overseas. I went to, to uh, Saudi Arabia. And um, then from Saudi Arabia, I, you know, I spent, you know, I spent time learning about Islam and their views and stuff. And then I um, decided I, I didn't want to come home yet. I wanted to travel around the world. So I hitchhiked around the world. I essentially Eurailed Europe. And then I uh, took a, a motorcycle across parts of Thailand, went to Australia and New Zealand, and I hitchhiked to Australia and New Zealand. When I got back from Australia, my mom called me, and I called my mom as soon as I got into Los Angeles, and she says, you got a call from a place called Mercy Corps International, because I had sent out um, letters to, to uh, relief and development organizations saying I'd like to, to help, you know, like, yeah. I'd like to be part of what, you, what you're doing. And uh, so I went up to Portland, Oregon, and I, I, I joined an organization called uh, Mercy Corps International out of okay. Portland. They sent me to Sudan. In Sudan, they're, 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 their projects were they had a water project to help people get water. They had, they had medical supplies where they passed out medical supplies throughout Sudan to hospitals and stuff. And they had a trucking thing where they, a trucking uh, division where they tr- uh, shipped foods to Eritrea and Tigray. There had been a civil war and, and they, were, they uh, needed food and, and supplies and they sent them that. And so uh, while I was there, when I first got there, a lady, a nurse named Faith, a Filipina nurse, asked me if I wanted to go to dinner at a, one of her friend's house. And so I said, sure. And the friend's house, the friend was a nurse, a male nurse, at an orphanage for street children. 
So we go to this house, and you know, when you're in those parts, those parts of the world, there isn't a whole heck of a lot to do. That's your entertainment, and it's great entertainment to yeah. you know to just be with people. As we were talking and you know eating and stuff, I hear a baby cry, and then I hear another baby cry, and I said, "Are those babies I hear crying?" And he says, "Yeah." And he goes in, and he goes into the room, and he comes back, and I says, well, "What are the ba- what are you doing with babies in your house?" And he says, well, we are, uh, there was a, the doctor with him, too, that was there, an Egyptian doctor. We um, run a orphanage for street children where people drop off these babies, and um, we care for them. And he says, and so he tells me more about it, and he said, would you be interested in uh, getting involved? And I said, well, I'd sure be interested in learning about it and seeing what you're doing and stuff. So the next day I go to this orphanage, and uh, it's it's essentially one big room. They had some offices and stuff, but it's essentially, essentially one big room with probably 40 beds with babies in the beds, and most of the babies were infants. Mm-hmm. And when I went in there, I um, looked at the first baby in the crib, and the, it smelled, it was dirty, it, you know, it was in, and then you go to the rest of, you know, around the room, around these 40 cribs, and all these babies, like there, there wasn't enough help to take care of these babies. Yeah. And so they were laying in their own waste, and they were sick. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were sick and, and stuff. So I said, yes. And I said, yes, I'll, I'll be here. And so from then on, every day that I could, after I did my work with Mercy Corps International, mm-hmm. I went to this, to this home, this orphanage. Yeah. And uh, what I would do, and my, my routine was pretty much the same, is what I would do is I'd go to the first crib, I'd pick the baby up, and without seldom would, would they not be you know wet or dirty or something and I'd take them there was a sink in the room and I'd take them to the sink and I would uh, wash them bathe them change their diaper if they had clean diapers sometimes they didn't even clean, have clean diapers to put on these babies so you'd yeah. put a you'd put a, a diaper that had maybe it had urine in it but didn't have feces in it yeah and you know and mm. um, then I would uh, hug the baby, kiss the whole the baby, that type of thing, and, and all the way from, you know, from crib to crib to crib. And without fail, you know, the babies were dirty. That's how little help they had. Yeah. And um, so I, um, I started trying to reach out to nurses because, you know, you're working relief and development, and there's a lot of nurses. Yeah. And I'd try to encourage nurses to come and help in this. And so they'd come, and they'd look, and they'd say, this, this, is, this is hopeless. We can't do this. Mm-hmm. We can't do this. And as we were doing a day-to-day type of thing, there was a, um, there was one little baby, and most of these babies were little uh, Muslim babies. Obviously, you're in a Muslim mm-hmm. country, but there were three of the kids, three of the kids that were Christians, and one of them was a little infant. Her name was Susan, and uh, Susan was probably two months old, three months old, and um, when I picked her up and held her and stuff, she would cry. You know, she would, when I put her down, she would cry, and yeah. I'd pick her back up and she'd stop and smile and stuff, and, and then she'd she'd cry. Um, when I put her back down. And so, uh, anyway, I did this day after day after day without much help from, you know, from many people, except the, the doctor and the nurse who were, who were incredible, incredibly, um, incredibly compassionate. So what happened is I, I became very fond of this little Susan, and um, I was even saying to myself, maybe I can, you know, maybe I can adopt this baby. And one day I, I came in, and you know a lot of these babies, what would happen is they would get respiratory infections mm. and they would die. Mm. So um, one day I came in and Susan wasn't there. You know, Susan, Susan was dead. Um, and it just, it just really shocked me. It was like I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could go anymore. I couldn't, couldn't go back again. Mm. And two of the other little kids, and one of them was about two, and one of them was a girl, a girl who's probably four. I used to play with them. Before I left, I would always play with them. Mm. And so 
when, as I was starting to leave, I'm saying to myself, I can't come back here. I just can't do it. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. They come screaming to me, like jumping like they wanted to play and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I, I, you know, I played, with, played with them and then, and, and then I came back. The other thing, too, is, you know, when I took them to the sink and I would wash them and stuff and put a diaper on them, if I thought they were going to die, because in the, in, the, in, the six, in the seven months that I was there, there were about 40 babies in the thing, and probably 30 babies died, and they would just be replaced. You know, 30 of the, you know, not 30 of the 40, because there were always new babies coming in, but they would die. The, ba the babies would die, and I would take them to the uh, sink and I would secretly baptize them. I, people didn't know what I was doing because I was washing them, you know, because I was washing them every day and taking them to the sink and washing them. Yeah. But if I thought they were gonna die, I'd baptize them. I got a, I got a call from Mercy Corps International and they says, listen, we, we're, we're gonna be doing something in Sudan and would you go uh, into Honduras and would you go down to Honduras? And so I went to Honduras and uh, the, the difference there was incredible that, you know, the, even though they were just as poor, dirt poor. You know, the the kids were happy. The kids were healthy. They were, you know, it, you know, it was it was it was a day and night. You know, the whole the whole yeah. place was day and night. The the scenery and stuff from plush from dirty from desert to plush green. Yeah. So anyway, I come back home. I met I had met my wife in Saudi Arabia, and we were pen we were pen paling at at the time. As a matter of fact, at one point she kind of, she came to Sudan to uh, visit to to visit me and to see what was see what I was doing and stuff sure. like that. And I took her to the um, to the orphanage, and um, you know here she was. You had these professional nurses that just couldn't do it, and here she was bouncing the baby on the, you know on her lap yeah. and stuff like that. And I said to myself at that time, I said to myself, I'm going to marry this woman. That's yeah. the, that's the woman that's I'm going to marry. That's the woman right there. <laughs> and, oh, uh, so sure good. enough, we did. Sure enough, yeah. later when this whole thing was over, we we both came back and got married. But um, so the, from there I went to Honduras to. to uh, Honduras and, and, and worked in relief and development in Honduras. And then we came back and we got married and she was from New York. I was from Rhode Island at the time. And so we got back, we came back, we decided to come back to Seattle. We got, um, we got married uh, a year later, we got married. And um, then I was working as, as a CPA and uh, I decided I wanted to do something else. I did, it, wasn't, it wasn't for me. And so we went to um, Sudan, we went to uh, Franciscan University of Steubenville and um, I got a Master of Theology degree and I went and when I graduated I got hired in the Diocese of Lubbock as the assistant to the bishop. It's a long story, it's a long roundabout story to get to the point what I'm making. Okay. Anyway, um, when I was there we had, we started a, a pro-life uh, group and uh, one of the doctors donated a building you know, for this, and uh, so we um, got very involved, and we were in front. We, we used to go in front of the abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, there, there was there was an, it was Texas Tech University, and wherever there's a big university, there's always an abortion clinic by. Sure. And we went to Texas Tech University, and um, we used to stand out in front of the abortion clinic, and um, you know, you heard all these, you know, you heard all the phrases that they use and yeah. stuff like that, and you know, but you, you, what you saw is, is women going in, and you know broken even going in sometimes sometimes they went in you know real cocky and proud or whatever but they always came out broken however they went in they came out broken yes and we were there we were always try there we're there for them and we'd help them with the you know with the what we called it the nurturing center that we had there where we'd help them um, with their children with their yeah. um, with their experiences let's call it you know, their brokenness and um, but if a, if, a, if a person decided whether, you know, that person or any person decided they wanted to keep their child, then we had, you know, we had alter alternative resources for sure, them. Sure, sure. And uh, so um, 
anyway, that's you know that's pretty much how I got involved in the whole thing. Um, right. As a matter of fact, there's one in, in one instance. In one instance, there was a when we were standing there was a cold winter morning and we were standing there and this this kid comes up and there's another lady there called Dorothy she was a Baptist lady wonderful Baptist lady and uh, she uh, says to me Mark this is Keith you know Keith's girlfriend is going in is, you know, his girlfriend is going to go in there he's going to go in there and you know and, and he wants to try to, to and help stop this and uh, so you know we talked and I said what can you do you know really what can you do you know but we talked and I tried to assure him that he was doing everything he could and it you know we got to leave this in God's hands and, and stuff yeah. like that. And, 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 and um, anyway, that day, um, however many abortions there were, and in this abortion clinic, we'd stay there on a Tuesday and Thursday. If we, if one baby was saved, that was great. You know, you know, 15, 20, 30 went in, and if you know, if one person turned to walked away, one or two person walked away, that was that was great. You know, that was yeah. that was good. You know, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Um, so this that happens that day where we never really saw he never really saw his girlfriend go in and stuff. And the next day I got a call from the the director of the pro life group in in um, Lubbock, and he says, Mark, you know that guy Keith? And I said, Yeah. And he says, uh, he was he was making a bomb. He was going to blow the clinic up, and the bomb blew up and uh, killed him. And uh, I said, Oh no, you know. And so. Um, what, what could you do? It's, you know, it's a terrible thing, but he, you know, he he was doing what he could, what he felt he should to save his daughter. And there was there was something as as wrong as that is. There was something right about that. And then um, a couple weeks later, I got a letter from the kid's mother that uh, the woman never went in, mm. and the baby was born. You know, later mm. in in time, the baby was born, and um, we just. All of this, you know, all of this just plays into, uh, as far as I was concerned, that we we've got each one of us has got to be doing something to stop this. We've got to be, we've got to be standing out there. We've got to be, uh, we got to be courageous. Yeah, and and just to be clear, because I I know this isn't you know, any your attention. I just I I always try and listen like the listeners are listening. Just want to be clear. We don't. We we are not saying be violent. Yeah, don't don't no, make no. any bombs. Don't no. try. You know, no. stand out there and pray right. and pray and pray and pray. So just want to make sure that that we're clear on, on in that respect. What uh, an incredible incredible journey that you've had. You know, in the the I don't even know if you can really call it a pro life movement. You were really just taking care of humans when you were when you were in you know the the foreign countries bathing the 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 babies and you know in saudi arabia and you know just you you were taking care of humans i don't think you were necessarily thinking this is a pro-life action right Right. am i right it was just taking care of humans and you realize you are you know you realize how pro-life you are you know when you look back on it you realize how pro-life you are and, and how important it is you know what you're doing and how it forms you you know not only you not only you you're trying to help other people but this is forming you this is this is forming who you are your character yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely your kindness and your love 
for humanity is what makes you pro-life. Just being human, yeah, being, yeah. being truly human makes you pro-life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and be, yeah. Being, being Christ to others. Right. You know, that, right. that's really what we're all called to do mm-hmm. is to be Christ to others. And, you know, I, I got to say, Christ would have been pro-life, right? Christ you know, he, been, he was pro-life. He was pro-life. Exactly. pro-life. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So I, I, think, I love it. I think, too, you know, the whole of this whole pro-life movement, the, the key is to tell the truth in holy boldness. You know, yeah. it's it's um, you, you got to tell the truth. You, you got to speak out. You got to be courageous. Yes. And, and so many people. Um, are not courageous. I mean, so many people are kind of intimidated in our in our culture in, in this day and age. You know, you don't want to offend anybody and and this and that. But babies are dying. When you know, when we don't take a stand, babies yeah. are dying. And somehow we need to, you know, to have the courage to you know to say right is right and and wrong is wrong, and that's right. it. You know, I, I've I got a couple of quotes here that are, that I like, and and both of them I think are by Saint Augustine. But the first one goes: the truth is strong in itself and no assault can harm it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. You know, even though you might not think, you know, you're getting through, that truth lingers. The truth always lingers. It's, yeah. it's, it, it doesn't die. The truth doesn't die. The truth ultimately wins. There's, there's ultimately victory in the truth. It yes. might not be in the time frame that you or I are looking for or what we're doing. You know, we might not get the response what we, that we want. Yeah. But in the end, in the long run, the truth always wins out. Yeah. And the second one that I really like, it's, it says, the truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Let it loose. Mm-hmm. It will defend itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what we're not doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not speaking the truth. We're, we're being compassionate. We're doing, and that's, that's a good thing. You know, it's a very yeah. good thing. We're trying to be compassionate, you know, because these, these ladies, many of these ladies, I mean, they're... They don't want to do it either. They've, whatever situation they feel they're in, that they have to do it. Um, but we have to be there to help them so they don't have to do it. We right. have to be there with, with some type of response, whatever that response is, yeah. to, to help them through the whole thing. You know, And there are, there are all kinds of organizations out there that, that help them, that help yeah. will help them. And um, you, know, you connect with your church, and, and, and we'll help, too. People yeah. will help, too. So. Well, and, you know, that's a, that's an important thing to, to point out, too, because so often we hear the argument, well, you're pro-life until the baby's born. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's that's not true. You mm-hmm. know, we do have, you know, a lot of help until the baby's born and a lot of help after the baby's born. Right. And we are absolutely there to help. And, you know, there's other options besides, you know killing your baby, Correct. you know, adoption. We yeah. had the, the couple on earlier talking about adoption and the importance of adoption. So, yeah. um, you know, there's just, you know, and in today's day and age, there's no way to not know that it's a baby. Right. You know, we have the sonograms, we right. see the heart beating, we see the shape of the baby. There's really, you know, there's no way to, to not know that it's a baby, except, unless they're being lied to. Except by denying the truth. Yes. You know, and and yes. either you're denying the truth, you're just... You, 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 denying the truth doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. In, in the long run, denying the truth doesn't get you anywhere. Well, and it ends up bringing more hurt yeah. because later you're, you're going to realize. Right. And, you know, there's so many women that are hurting after after their abortions and and so yes it is really important to step out and and really speak the truth and and i agree with you wholeheartedly some people aren't able to do that yeah. you know? it's kind of interesting 
you know, evil doesn't like being challenged. You yes. know, and the, the evil side is a lot bolder, I find anyway, is a lot bolder than the good side in, in this whole fight, you know. And, and to me, that's what we got to do is the good side has to become bolder. Yes. You know, from, from the clergy on down, all of us, we, we need to be bolder. I'm not, I'm not sure how often it comes up in, you know, conversations with most people, this whole issue. It's like we, we kind of... Uh, we kind of avoid getting involved in this issue, but but that's not the answer. Avoiding avoidance is not the answer. Yes. The, the answer is challenging the lie. Yes, I agree. We need to take a break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more from Deacon Mark Roberti on Defending Life with Holy Boldness. One body, God's creation. One body. We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. One body, one body, stewarding God's creation. Defending life with holy boldness. With Deacon Mark Roberti. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. We are talking right now, we are talking with Deacon Mark Roberti and talking about uh, defending the pro-life position. So Deacon, where do we want to go from here? I think the most important thing in, in what, we, what we're doing is to just be, um, I don't want to say confrontational, but, but tell the truth. Yeah. Tell the truth boldly with conviction yes. and let the other person argue the argument because they, they don't have an argument. You're killing a baby. Yeah. You're killing a baby. And, um, you know, whether it's, you know, we, we, sometimes you talk about rape and, and you know, rape and uh, incest and all that stuff. No matter what is happening there, you're killing a baby. You're killing an innocent human being yes. that hasn't done anything wrong. Yes. You know, even even in prisons, like executions, in the United States, they will. You cannot execute a pregnant woman. It's illegal to pre execute a pregnant woman. You know, but you but it's legal to to um, execute the child. Yeah. And I go, what's that, what kind of sense does that make? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. good sense. It makes it makes good sense that they don't do it. But what kind of sense does it make that it's okay to kill the child? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In no sense, right? Yeah, no, 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 sense. No, no sense. No sense at all. And I think what people also don't realize is the damage that that the the pain that it eventually brings to to the woman right. and to the father. Right. We right. often forget the father right. too, and right. and often the pain. And you know, we talked about the man making making the bomb. It seemed to him that that was his only right. you know recourse. his only recourse. Right. But uh, there's much better ways yeah. than than what he was trying right. to do. So. So we don't, you know, we don't condone that at all. But it, it shows the desperation that many of the fathers feel because they have no control. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's their baby, yeah. but they have no control, yeah. you know, over that. Yeah. So, mm, wow. Okay. And let me explain something too here. Again, telling the truth in love. You know, if the, and another quote I've got here is that if the trumpet sounds an uncertain note, who will follow? You know, we've we've got we've got to stand. 
and this isn't something you hear because it's something that needs the the, the other side wants to scrape and to, to to put under the rug, a sweep under the rug, but like a DNA dilation and extraction abortion. Mm -hmm. They're going into the woman's womb with forceps, yeah. pulling the child apart limb by limb, yeah. put, laying the baby on a, the, the dead baby on a man. And even when you see the videos, the, the baby's trying to resist how much, yeah. how much, yeah. but they lay the baby on a piece of uh, a plastic or, you know, a, a mat and they, they put all the pieces back together. So they got, they know they have all the pieces yeah. of the baby, yeah. you know, and I mean, how, how violent, how evil this is. And then, and then it's okay, once they got the baby, then, you know, then the, the woman can go home, you know. Yeah. But um, how, how violent, how evil that is. And a yeah. partial birth abortion where they turn the baby around, mm. where the baby's coming head first, they put scissors in the back of the neck, they take a vacuum aspirator and they suck the baby's brains out, the head collapses, and they pull the rest of the baby out so it's not murder because the baby wasn't outside the womb. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is what's happening. And you know, it's no, people don't want to hear. Who wants to hear something ugly like that? Who wants to to show something ugly like that? As a matter of fact, when we were in Lubbock in front of the the abortion mill, um, one day this this lady Dorothy, this Baptist lady that was such a champion for life, um, one day she comes with the signs, the gruesome signs of the um, you know the baby being the, the the DNA where they're 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 tearing the baby out and the baby's in pieces and stuff. And uh, when I first saw that sign, I was repulsed by it. Yes. And here I was coming for six years, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday, I was coming to this place to try to talk people out. And she had that sign out there, yeah. and I was repulsed by it. But I'll be doggone if the women didn't drive up and see that picture and drive away. You know, when all, we're doing all this work to try to, uh, you know, to convince these people to come out, be nice, nice about it and compassionate and all that stuff. And she brings this sign and she was not going to back down. She yeah. brings this sign and people start driving away Wow! because they see they cry and they drive away. Yeah. You know, that's the truth. That's the nature of yeah. the truth. Yeah. And the fact that we're we're afraid to talk about that truth makes our makes our, our um, fight that much that much harder because yeah. if people see that if they could actually see that you know then a lot of people would yell obscenities and stuff at us and, and listen who cares yeah. you're saving a baby babies are being saved by that yeah. so now I'm one of those people I've, I've had a conversion experience here now I'm one of those people that those signs are perfectly okay by mm -hmm. me that's mm -hmm. the truth you don't like the truth you know that's yeah. too bad yeah you know so, and you think of this too, like, a, you know, to me, a child abortion—that you know, those type of that abortion, any any abortion really—is child abuse in the in the womb. You know, as we're so up in arms about child abuse. You know, right. it's such a terrible thing. Right. But there's a child inside the womb, but that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's inside the womb. It's yeah. hidden inside the womb. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's no more okay inside the womb than it is outside the womb. Right. It's wrong. Right. It's just wrong. Right. Agreed. Where do we go from here? Let's, what do we want to talk, talk about? Let's talk about the rape because it's okay. key rape or, okay. or rape. And, and, and you know, rape, often rape people say, you know, I'll be pro-life right. except for in cases right. of rape. Right. So so talk to us a little bit about that. And you think about what a rape is. You know, yeah. a, a rape is a woman, a, a man forces himself on a woman. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so um, she has no she has no choice. She's a yeah. she's a victim. Right? Yes. Yes. And then. But what is an abortion? An abortion is the mother chooses 
to kill her baby. Yeah. You know, and the baby is the victim. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's no coherence in the in the response. Yeah. Um, because both are wrong. You know, yeah. both are wrong. Um, and so, to me, the, the, we have you have. Donetta has had a guy talk. He used to work for me in the Diocese of Lubbock. His name is Matthew Sakonikis, and he's, a, he's an instructor at Christendom College now. And Matthew's wife um, is a twin, and her mother was raped. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's a product of a rape. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, five children. The other sister has, like, five children. They have wonderful lives. Yes. They're, they're loving husbands, they're, you know. And they're, you know... Why? You know, why kill the baby? Why yeah. kill the It's a person. It's right. another person. Right, yeah. right. And, um, but people don't look at that. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, we have to care. You don't even have to care. The mother, in this case, the mother chose to keep the, the daughters. Um, but you don't have to keep somebody else to take care of it. Somebody else will. There are so many people who want children. Right. There are so many people right. who want children and can't right. have children. Right. You know, right. Even myself, my wife and I have one child. We wanted more children. We couldn't have them. You know, yeah. we, we lost them. You know, we lost them in, in yeah. chi- not childbirth, but, you know, in, um, yeah. during, the preg- yeah, sure. yeah, during, yeah. during the pregnancy. the pregnancy. You know, so, so there are people who want these babies, you know. And yeah. People, you know, there, there are people who have done great things that have, you know, that were product, product of, of product of, of abortion, or, yeah, and, whatever yeah, you want yeah. to call it, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, and you know, like for for a rape, for a stronger person to overpower another person, a weaker person, um, and then that person overpower the weaker, the next weaker yeah. person. There's just something very inconsistent and coherent about that. Yeah. And the other thing too is, is an abortion doesn't undo a rape. You know, yeah. you still you still live with, you know, whatever the consequences of that rape or and the feelings that, that the mother has. They don't they don't go away because the baby's been aborted. You know, mm-hmm. they don't they don't go away. They, they the mother has those for the rest of her life. And she, then she has a double. She has a double. Um, Right portion of it, it right. really in, in because, that. Because yeah, she has the memory of the rape, and now the the right. the sorrow right. of of actually taking another right. life herself. Right. Yes, exactly. So it's just it does to me. It doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the other thing I, I have a little note here about ectopic pregnancies. You know, ectopic pregnancies. Somebody's going to definitely going to die. The baby is definitely going to die. Yeah. You know? So it's the intent. It's the intention here. It's not to kill the, in an ectopic pregnancy. Isn't when they when they you know cut the the two the fallopian tube or whatever so that the baby is is out. You know is is taken out. Um, the baby was going to die. There's there was no hope for that baby. There was hope for the mother. Yeah. But there was no hope for there was never any hope for that baby. Yeah. So. Um, that's a whole, you know. That's a whole different thing. That's a whole different moral, and and the and the morality is is based upon the intent of what what's happening here. If the yeah. mother could save the baby, she should. You know, if she can't save the baby and it's going to kill her, you know, and 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 that's really the only instance where that's going to happen. You know, there aren't there are you know as much as they say for the life of the mother for the life of the mother. Yeah. Like abortion is is never an answer for the life of the mother. I mean, they can take the baby out early. You know, try to get the baby in an incubator or, or whatever. If you know, if that's if that's possible, and the baby might die. Yeah. But it's it's not. If the intent is to kill the baby, the whole thing is wrong. Right. That, that whole thing is wrong. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, boy, this is a heavy subject. It's a really heavy subject, especially with the laws that we see that are recently being passed with, um, you know, just, you know, we did have the, the overturning of, you know, the Roe v. Wade, which is 
quite a blessing uh, and, you know, should have never been in the first place mm-hmm. and just resorts back to the states. But then the states are being crazy yeah, in some of yeah. the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. It's, even, yeah. even the states, the five issues that came up during this last election, you know, the, the pro-choice people won on all five of them, yeah. five different states. Exactly. So, so people are being indoctrinated. And yeah. it's, you're being indoctrinated into that. And all that leads to is, is a greater evil, a greater evil within our culture. Yes. A more callousness in our culture. Yes, yes, I I We don't need more callousness in our culture. We need love. Our culture needs love. I agree. Needs a lot of it. I agree. And and you're right, they are being indoctrinated. You know, they're they're being told things that just completely are not true. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, if you say say it enough, you believe it yourself or you get others to believe it or both, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think that's what's happening is it's just, you know, the media, they're not going to they're not going to present the pro-life, right. you know, the pro-life position. And they're the ones with the voice right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think, you know, right. we're just hearing and being bombarded with all of the information. And and it's it's hard for many people who who don't have a, a resource like Catholic radio, you know, to, to really hear the mm-hmm. truth mm-hmm. and be able to, to mm-hmm. make educated, wise decisions because they're being lied to. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in Lubbock, we had, when we, I told you we had this nurturing center. Well, what we used to do at the nurturing center, that was established after the nurturing network was established. And nurturing network was an organization, nationwide organization, um, established by Mary Cunningham McGee. And her husband had been a big, you know, a big corporate person. And, uh, and their, their whole mission is to, you know, they take women and, you know, they find houses for them for the people to live and have their, you know, have their, their baby there and help them in any way that they can. And that's what we did at the nurturing centers. We did whatever we could to help get them there or whatever, if, you know, if somebody needed a place, we were one of the, we were one of their satellite stations where if somebody was willing to take or wanted to take a, 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 a person, a woman, you know, yeah. and, 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 and they would stay with them. Yes. And what a loving thing. Yes. What a loving, what a, what a difference in responses yes. of love, a difference yes. of love yes. between those. Yes. Excellent point. Another thing in Lubbock that just struck me is, is um, there was one of the women, actually one of the women, um, she had had an abortion. And she, that, that was her mission in life, was to stand in front of the abortion clinic and to prevent other people from having, other women from having abortion. Yes. And, you know, and, and like we talked, the, the abortion never solve, really solves the problem. It just prolongs it, for, yeah. you know, prolongs it forever, the, yeah. the, the sorrow and, and, and the shame or whatever. And to me, if you've had an abortion, then go out and help. You do all you can to help, yes. um, you know, uh, um, Danetta helps with this with this uh, Rachel's Vineyard thing. You know, maybe yes. maybe get involved in that. Get involved in some way if you've had an abortion. Get involved in some way for helping the other side. Turn bad into good. Yes. Turn something that was bad into something that's good. Yes. And you know, and and let God bless you and let God bless your baby, and you know and. And, and go go ahead go strong you know go go ahead forward in you know in life go strong in life yes you know so if you've had an I say you know for people and, and who knows you know with Catholics they, they say Catholics aborted at the same rate as anybody else and any, any other groups but if you had an abortion go to confession do your penance and be a witness yes. that's what I say go to confession do your penance and be a witness yes. and God loves you and know that God loves you 
Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I such such words of wisdom, you know, and and you know, think outside the box too. What are some other things? Maybe it's just donating to the pregnancy resource centers. Maybe it's going and volunteering at the resource centers. Maybe it's going and um, you know to maybe an inner city hospital and rocking babies that that are abandoned, that don't have parents that are in ICU or whatever. That's what I always said I was going to do when I retired. I haven't gotten there yet. I still, you know, yet. but. But, uh, you know, I would love to go and rock babies. Whether they let you, I don't know. But that was always what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, someday mm-hmm. I'm going to go rock babies. That's mm-hmm. going to be my thing. And, you know, so I, I just I think there's, you know, we can think outside the box, you know, um, certainly go and pray at the clinics. I know some seminarians, um, my son and some other seminarians were driving into um, an abortion clinic. And, and, I, you know, it was like a two hour drive for them. And they wanted to take one Saturday to come in and I told my son when he said I'm coming in I said Mark you I I hold I I truly encourage you but you need to know that that uh, you know they are really attacking people and and I love the courage and and I certainly want you to because we don't want to give in and not show mm-hmm. up at the the clinics mm-hmm. but you guys got to be careful mm-hmm. don't get on their grass don't you know don't if somebody comes and gets in your face don't respond walk away you know and and, and I think we we cannot be intimidated well, we have me, to stand true let me share a story there too yeah you know when we were in lubbock the the security guard at the abortion mill in lubbock was a uh, off-duty with he was a sergeant or a sergeant in the uh, lubbock police force and uh, he was an off-duty attendant at the abortion clinic so we had we had cops harassing us all the time and what i did is i called the thomas law thomas moore law center in uh, michigan and i said what do we do here and he says, well, we can't help you. He says, but this is what I want you to do. And he told me, write this letter to, you know, to the chief of police yeah. and uh, see how they respond. And I wrote the letter that he told me, the words that he gave me to back the, uh, the chief of police off. And we never had a problem with the police again wow. at, the, at the abortion mill. So doing something proactive and not just taking it, not just walking away. We shouldn't be the ones. We shouldn't be the ones who have to be afraid. We should be, you know, we should be able to act in holy boldness. They're acting in evil boldness. We can act in holy boldness. Yes. Is there a good formula? Do you, you know, is again, there something that... Again, that, I, I don't you know, know that any of the formulas have worked for either exactly, side. You know, yeah, I mean, the formula, exactly. the formula is love. You yes, know, the formula is love. I and agree. I think the Archbishop Chaput, who was a native of Concordia, yeah. um, once said that there is no moral equivalent of abortion. Yeah. And, you know, they, there's, we make these big things about child trafficking and rape and all these other things, which are, you know, are all terrible, terrible yes. evils, too. Yes. But there's no moral equivalent of abortion. Yeah. And we don't we can't lose sight of that. Yeah. We have to stand for that. We have to stand strong. Yeah. Agreed. We need, you know, and I, and I think we need it. You know, we need it from the pulpit. So when was the last time you've heard that much? You know, yeah. when did you hear a, 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 a topic, you know, a talk on abortion from the pulpit? Yeah. And granted, it's abortion isn't the only issue, but it's an important issue. And it's, yes. it's got to be it's got to be handled regularly. It's got to be discussed regularly. And and maybe people will walk away. If people walk away, people walk away. Yeah. You know, that's their choice. I mean, our Cardinal uh, Pope Benedict XVI, when he was Cardinal Ratzinger, said that uh, we need a smaller, more faithful church. Yeah. We need a smaller, more faithful mm-hmm. church, and I think that's what we need, too, is a smaller, more faithful church. Mm-hmm. If people don't want to 
don't want to follow what the scripture and the church teaches, God bless them, you know, let them go, and hopefully they'll, they'll see the light and come back. And when they come back, they'll come back stronger than they, than they ever were before. Yeah, I've, I've heard others that have, have mentioned that, you know, before as well. And, and uh, you know, we have to be strong. We have to be faithful. Yeah. Um, I hate to think of people leaving, but if they're causing turmoil, yeah. you know, then... And if they, um, don't, if they don't believe what the church teaches, what are they there for anyway? Yeah, well, there's always the hope that yeah. they're going to return, yeah. you know, there's you know, and that, that they can, you know, certainly learn from, from uh, you know, the example of others. But that always also gives us a checks and balances. How are we receiving communion? How are we praying in the pews? Mm-hmm. How are we acting when we leave the parking mm-hmm. lot? Are mm-hmm. we mad because everybody's cutting us off? Or are we being considerate and, mm-hmm. and peaceful? And, you know, you know, it goes on and on, you know. And, and, you know, how are we living our lives? And what kind of an example are we being? And, and you know, I'm not trying to, to say what anybody else is doing because I don't know. All I know is what I'm doing. And I know that I fail sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we need to really be looking at ourselves too and making sure that we are being a good example to our fellow Catholics so that so that they will say what do they have that I don't have right. you know what where is that joy coming from why are they you know so prayerful and peaceful you know what what's going on with them that's what we want that's and that's what we want in the pro-life movement mm-hmm. we want to bring the love and I, I think you're right on the money there that 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 really is the formula bring is the love. love bring yeah. the love bring the courage you know yeah. bring the honesty bring the truth yes bring the truth yes yes you say it as lovingly as you can yes. but you got to tell you got to say the truth you, yes you know, it yes. doesn't do any good if you're not if you you know if you're um backing up you know you're not you're not defending the truth the truth is is that line that will defend yes. itself you just you just got to state it you know? yes and one of the other things you said that to me is so important and i don't think we understand it enough um but really the power of prayer you know, we need to be praying about this. We need yeah. to be, you know, we need to be going in adoration. We need to be going to the Eucharist. We need to be offering this up at Mass. Yeah. And we need to be doing this. That's real. You know, it's like we go day to day to day and we do our, our little thing and we go to church or we do our prayers, you know. But but we got to, you know, we really got to reinforce the prayer. You know, we, we got to come in with, we got to come in with the heavy guns on, yeah. on prayer and believe that that's going to work. And it will work. Yes. Prayer will work. Prayer does work. Yes. So. We just we just got to do it. Absolutely, and not forget to do it. And, yeah. And, uh, Speaking of prayer, I need for you to to lead us in a prayer, um, and also give your your um, blessing okay. out through the airwaves. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and goodness come from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. We ask this in the name of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. through Christ our Lord, for the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. May, the, may the Almighty God bless us in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In our battle. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Folks, heaven is unseen. So are these airwaves. However, if you want to support these radio waves and help save souls for heaven, go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate or use the address on the website to send in a check. Thank you. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Somebody.
create 